0: And welcome to Impact the Borough, the podcast from the Greensboro Chamber of Commerce. I'm Brent Christensen, President and CEO of the Chamber. Each week, we'll check in with our partners to share inspiring stories and important information from across the borough, highlighting what we're doing to start and grow businesses, create quality jobs, and develop our workforce. This podcast is brought to you by Lion Federal Credit Union. A modern, mission-driven financial institution focused on the needs of its members, the businesses it serves, and our community. With five locations in Guilford County, including a dedicated commercial lending office at Friendly Center and a highly rated mobile banking app, Truliant makes it their business to help you grow yours. Visit truliant.org for more information.
1: Welcome, everyone. I'm Caitlin Conover, Assistant Director of Launch Greensboro, the entrepreneurship initiative of the Greensboro Chamber of Commerce. Here at Launch Greensboro, we accelerate growth for entrepreneurs starting and growing businesses in the Greensboro Triad area by providing education, mentoring, and access to capital. We do this through a variety of programs, including Launch Camp, Launch Lab 101, and Growth, our sustained cohort support our annual pitch competition, Capital Connects, and our first launch capital fund, Pre-Seed Stage Fund. Our Launch Greensboro team is a small but mighty one. However, we would not be able to execute all of these programs, events, and initiatives without the support of our amazing advisory board. I'm thrilled to be joined today by Tara Darnley and Todd Savich, two of our advisory board members. Todd and Tara, let's get to introduce to our listeners. Tara, I'll start off with you. Give us a little bit of your background, how long you've been on the board, and what initially enticed you to join our or get involved in our organization.
2: Thank you so much for having me. I'm so honored to be here. My name is Tara Darnley. I'm the founder of a few amazing brands that just provide impact all around the world. Um, Darlin' & Co, which is a lifestyle brand for children, and Peculiar Roots, which is a lock product brand for people with locks. Um, And I'm also the founder of Dreams Inspire Reality, where we help entrepreneurs launch and scale their businesses as well. I've been on the board for a little bit over a year, um, and it's been quite the journey (laughs) of just everything happened during COVID, of course, and so... Um, It's been fun getting to know other board members and all the impact that everyone is just contributing to around Greensboro has been super fun to watch um, everyone pivot during the pandemic and how we're navigating and just also finding time to give back. What initially enticed me, um, I actually had like the conversation with Luann, like literally when I moved to Greensboro about how I can like just help and give back in any way. And so when she reached out to be on the board, I was honored and just went right forward to it. And it's been a joy so far.
1: Thanks, Tara. And now, Todd, let's hear a little bit about you and your involvement in the board.
3: So I'm Todd Starsevich. Um, I have been with Launch Greensboro, gosh, I think it's three years or four years. Um, I joined um, before the pandemic, and I just actually this year was my Kind of opportunity to renew uh, my member, my um, my my board uh, participation. So um, it's been it's been fun, Uh, certainly a fun process. Uh, I'm I'm not native to Greensboro. I came down to Greensboro from Chicago to uh, work at VF Corporation, and I I spent a couple of years in VF as in a corporate role, and then I spent a couple years in the Jeanswear Group running their direct-to-consumer businesses for Wrangler and Lee. And then I was part of the spin-out. Um, and uh, I had, I had, it was really my first foray into kind of big corporate. I had been at a tech company in Chicago and um, we, we sort of built the company up and sold it. And I uh, thought it'd be an interesting, fun journey to go into big corporate. And, and five years later, I got all the lessons, I got a great network, but it was time to do something a little bit different. So now um, I do a couple of things. My wife and I own a business locally here called Bright Star Care Greensboro. We do skilled nursing and um, in-home care uh, for the communities of of Winston-Salem, High Point and Greensboro. And then I'm also the head of uh, the North America business for a kids brand out of Finland called Rima uh, or REMA. Uh, we, we do, we do kind of higher price point outerwear, um, sort of high quality, you know, winter jackets, rain jackets, some great swimwear, um, really fun brand, um, really interesting brand. It's been around for 75 years, but it's only been in the U.S. now for a couple of years. So that and then we were talking about this before we were recording. I, I started a fun little side project called Career Catalyst which is a podcast focused on really interviewing people and learning about their, all the different individual career stories and journeys people take in their lives. So um, so that's, that's what I do. And going back to launch, I mean, I've been really, I really enjoy the launch program. I think, I think the entrepreneurial community is such an important part of any growth and vibrance uh, of a community in a city. I was uh, involved in 1871 in Chicago before we moved down here in 1871 as basically the incubator um, or the accelerates more of an accelerator in, in the city, and they they've just done a wonderful job, I think connecting the communities, the large businesses, the, the universities, the the hospitals, and uh, the entrepreneurs. So I think it's it's super important. I think it's it's really good work that we're doing.
1: Thanks, Todd. So we we're very fortunate to have Tara and Todd, and then the rest of our advisory board. They bring such great wealth of knowledge and passion and enthusiasm about entrepreneurship in in our area. So we are very fortunate in that sense. Um, So I mentioned earlier on that, again, our team is small but mighty. Luann and I cannot do everything just by ourselves. And the advisory board helps us in a variety of ways. So Tara and Todd, I'd love for you to speak a little bit more about what you specifically do on the board um and what what um areas you provide additional support in so Tara let's start with you
2: sure i think it's safe to say i kind of framed that um i'm like Exactly what we're catering to. So that new entrepreneur. Um, so any perspective on entrepreneurship um, as it is, whether it's just starting scaling a brand, um, I'm able to bring that experience and really um, able to relate with the entrepreneurs that we're serving, um, whether it's through the launch pad, um, Program or the TGSO program. And I've been fortunate to be able to judge a few of the startup brands here, which we do have phenomenal brands um, here in Greensboro. So always exciting to see those emerging brands. And um, we were just able to also do a, another pitch competition where that person was able to win office space. Um, so just being able to be a part of that and knowing, you know, those small uh, decisions gets to impact someone on a greater scale has been super fun. Um, and I'm always learning. I'm always learning on just little details that we're doing as a board members and the decisions that we get to make, um, I'm still learning. I'm still like a newbie. Um, so I'm excited about the journey and hopefully can continue to contribute and impact as much as um, I've been doing.
1: And Darren, I know that you you focus a lot on, like you were saying, on new and growing companies and specifically the ones that we interact with. At Launch Greensboro, do you have a, a specific example of um, a really exciting interaction you had with one of our in- entrepreneurs?
2: I yeah. haven't had the program, but um, there's it's always fun to like learn about the different businesses. I think there's so many variety of business, especially in the tech world, um, and seeing that we're such a like a small little city, but we have so much great impact coming out of Greensboro. Um, I've personally, as an entrepreneur, um, partnered and collaborated with a lot of entrepreneurs here in Greensboro, whether it's, you know, we have like, for example, our, our lock brand, we had where we were working with like a lock, um, with a candle company, they're called Black Girl Magic Candle. So they were able to provide candles for us, Um, a chef that just recently graduated UNC. So it's just been super fun to not only meet people that's in the program, but just all around entrepreneurs in Greensboro.
1: And Todd, tell us a little bit about what, what you contribute to the board and what what we have you assigned to work on um, <laughs> as a duty as a member of the board.
3: So uh, this year w- w- one of the projects or, or one of the initiatives we're ramping up is called Corporate Commitments. And it's all built on this idea that, like, we have we have we've got some great large companies and we've got some great medium sized companies in the Greensboro kind of triad area, right? Um, And one of the best ways that I have seen some of these incubators and accelerators work in some other cities is those large companies really invest into that community of entrepreneurship and small businesses. And it could, be a, it could be a full range of activities. It could be innovation. It could be, you know, it could be actual agency support. It could be, I mean, it could be anything. I mean, it could be, you know, just commitment to like where you have your meetings. You're bringing your meetings in town and, and you're building out maybe some of the other capacities. So, you know, finding the right path to how do you link the larger organization to, to that need in the kind of entrepreneurial and small business community is is really what this kind of pillar and this initiative about. And and we're just getting it going, but I think it's all about kind of the traditional or what you'd expect in terms of, we got to build awareness for it, right? Because it's easy to kind of make the PR statement. Oh, we're going to be committed. Oh, we're going to do this. But it's hard to really understand how do you get those commitments? How How do you execute against those commitments? And how do you make sure both you know, both of those, you know, you, you know, sides of that equation are benefiting, right? Like it's easy for a corporate company to say, well, we'll make the commitment and they'll throw some money at, a, at something. And then maybe a couple of entrepreneurs, you know, get a little seed funding or something like that. It's much more difficult when you start to think of it in the, under the lens of, hey, if I've got a $25 million marketing budget, can I dedicate 5% of that to investing in local agencies that can support us on some of the work that we have to do within our complete marketing spectrum of my business, or if I've got you know X amount of dollars to put towards driving change in my supply chain, can I go with maybe a local consultancy? And that helps build their business and strength and competency, essentially creating that larger ecosystem. If we're going to be you know, in the future, an EV vehicle hub, uh, aeronautics and, you know, sort of aviation hub, as well as building on our long history of textiles and furniture. So how, how do we create the ecosystem of entrepreneurship and small business development so that the whole community rises up as these large and medium-sized companies continue to succeed in our, in our, in our city and in our region?
1: Todd, do you have any perspective, you know, from the corporate company side, obviously there is value in giving back to the community and supporting the local economy, Um, but what kind of impact could a corporate company see from investing in local entrepreneurs beyond just the feel-good story of helping grow local entrepreneurship?
3: Well, I mean, I think that's the that's part of the the difference in what we're trying to get to, right? Like, you know, I think there's been some involvement and there's certainly some commitments, you know, maybe even on an individual level by some of the higher earners of some of these companies to maybe make some investments or, or things like that. I think where we're really trying to go here and, and to answer your question is going this the next step where where it's not just an investment, right? it's 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 a commitment into the community in, in such a way that says, if i'm going to spend you know if i'm going to spend this budget that i have globally or, or at least nationally i can i can put a portion of it into my local business community because there are intelligent there are creative there are capable individuals that you know if we invest in their business their business will grow and it will create a stronger sort of like i said before kind of ecosystem of companies that draw people into our market Right? If you think about some of the challenges some of our companies might have, it's not the easiest sell to come to Greensboro from maybe a Chicago or maybe an Atlanta or maybe you know, even a Charlotte or Raleigh. Now, there's positives. There's certainly positives. But if you're coming in for a big company and your question is, well, if it doesn't work out, now all of a sudden I got to move back out because there's not, a, there's not a whole lot of other big companies. I think the reality is it creates, I think, a much better, way of selling the entire kind of idea of moving a family to this area. And that's just one example. But if there's a nice big ecosystem of these companies that are working for these large companies, it's no longer just, you know, the Honda jets and, you know, the Hanes and, you know, the, the contours or the VFs or whatever, the, of, of the area. It all of a sudden is the X, Y, Z kind of $50 million companies that have been grown because of the fact that these, larger companies have invested in them. So it's not just the, I'm going to put seed investments out there and hope some of these guys figure it out. It's, I'm going to buy their services and I'm going to help them understand how to get bigger. And certainly their whole life isn't going to be, or their whole success isn't going to be tied to a business they have with the local company. They need to get other business, but at least gives them validation that there's a big fortune 500 or a big massive, you know, big corporate, multi-billion dollar corporate spending with them and it probably helps them understand how to bit work with a big company, because it can be daunting.
1: I'm excited to see where that initiative leads. I think it to have a really incredible impact on Greensboro, so more to come there. Yeah, sure. So I understand that both of you are not Greensboro natives. Like Todd, you're mentioning you came down here from Chicago and Tara, I know that you haven't been in Greensboro for too long. I have been, I've been here for more than 20 years. As folks who have recently come to Greensboro, what advantages do you think this ecosystem has for entrepreneurs that folks like me who have been here for a long time, I don't necessarily have another city to compare and contrast with? What what kind of features or advantages does uh, the Triad area have for new businesses and entrepreneurs that other spaces don't?
2: That's a great question. And I think the name they call us is transplant. <laughs> when I just moved here, they were like, oh, you're a transplant. Um, so I'm from New York. Um, I'm actually from way of Jamaica. So I was born in Jamaica, then I moved to New York. Then I decided to come here to raise our family. Um, And it's just been um, amazing. I've I've always gotten the question, why Greensboro? Um, You're going to be bored, like, you know, moving from a big city, like, how is that going to advance your business? Um, And it did. I was actually able to start another company, Peculiar Roots, since I've been here in the last three years. Um, And I don't think I would have been able to do that in New York, because one is it was just so much going on. It's such a big city. It's way more competitive. And even though we had a lot of opportunities outside of New York, it was just too much to, one, raise my family, um, to be honest. It wasn't even about business. It was just like, a lot of us have our whys and my whys always, my kids and my family, and it was just a lot to raise them and be focused on my brand. Um, so my brand started to become a chore. Um, it wasn't something I enjoyed and I wanted to get back to the joy of creating products. And so we decided to move to Greensboro. And I think one of the things that Greensboro afforded us was one, um, affordability, um, if I'm frank. Um, it was way more um. Inexpensive than New York, um, so to a, to grow your business, to even when you look at the simplicity of starting a business, um, in Greensboro you can start a business for less than three hundred dollars. Um, where in somewhere like New York you're looking at almost two thousand dollars to start a business. So that already like doesn't play fair for a lot of people that may not have the income to start a business. They have an idea. Um, And so I believe it definitely gives more advantage, um, especially to minority founders. I'm a minority founder, Um, I'm a woman founder. And so it gives that advantage to one, just start your business if you have an idea. Um, And also the support that you get. Um, I always tell a story of when I was in New York and I started and I reached out to like a small business program for help. And I literally heard back two years later, from this small business um, program that the government was funding um, to help us. And I always wondered, well, what if I did not take the initiative to research on my own and start my business? I would have still been waiting for them to call me back and still been waiting for the resource. And when I look at Greensboro, especially at the programs we have and we're working on here within the board, um, is so resourceful. You're literally... Given everything to entrepreneurs to start, right? You're giving them all the resource, the connection, um, you know, there's loan programs. And so that alone, I believe, like, definitely, definitely differentiates um, from a larger city um, and you're able to compete. Um, I do wish, though, that Greensboro as a whole would focus a little bit more on smaller business. I feel like when there's a larger company moving to Greensboro, there's like a big hoorah. And I'm that's for every city, right? You want to celebrate the smaller business, but I wish that we would focus more, um, kind of like what Todd said on the smaller business that are here. And we're also creating jobs. We're also, you know, providing impact. So that's that's the only thing I would like to see change. But I do feel like we have a lot of resources here. Um, that other cities don't offer.
1: Well, that's great. And transplant is the perfect word. Uh, thank you for helping me with that one. So Todd, also for you being a transplant, what do you see Greensboro offers for entrepreneurs that other cities might not?
3: I like to refer to it as non-native happy resident, but um, There you go. <laughs> Uh, let me, before I answer the question, I have to just, I think, respond to something Tara said, too. I think one of the things from a, from a launch and a chamber perspective is there's a lot of really interesting small businesses that may or may not be considered startup in, our, in just Greensboro alone. I mean, I'm always fascinated to, to learn about how some of these organizations are run, you know, or how some of these businesses have started. You know, there's a lots of hardworking entrepreneurs in our town Um, And I think we need to find more ways of of really engaging them. So I think Tara hit the nail on the head, Um, you know, and and it's not always about finding someone to go find a new idea. It's about really helping an individual who has a business that can go from a million to 5 million and add, it might not, you know, we're not gonna be able to add a thousand jobs, but we can add 20. And that could be really impactful to certain people's lives. So I think that's a really important topic. You know, I think for us, um, it was a hard one. I mean, we went from, we lived in Chicago and London and then had moved back to Chicago. And then this opportunity came up to go to VF and move to Greensboro. And I, I joke, cause I, we lived in the cities. Like we, we lived in downtown Chicago, we lived downtown, you know, well, within the city limits of London and then li- within the city limits of Chicago when we moved back. So I said, well, I'd rather move to North Carolina than the suburbs. So, (laughs) and I think, you know, joking aside, we got a lot of the benefit of that kind of ease of a, of a, of a lifestyle, like where you're not grinding it out on the public transportation and the traffic isn't there. And like, like Tara said, like New York, the same problem, like there's a lot more complexity in your life when you're trying to manage, you know, traffic and, and public transportation that just doesn't exist in Greensboro or the Triad area, which I think is Hands down, one of the biggest positives on top of the fact that, you know, we don't spend two months a year in a state of absolute frozen, you know, grayness, you know, so I think there is some vibrance that you get when you just have a a good solid 10 months of good weather, right? Or 11 months of good weather even, right? So I think there's there's those positives of just being in the South. Um, You know, I think the cost of living is a massive one for us right? I mean, when you can come in and you can get a house and you can get your lifestyle kind of going in, in a way that's, you know, who knows, right? Depending on where you're coming from, but man, probably 20, 30, 40% cheaper than a San Francisco or a Chicago or a New York. That's a big difference. Like that's a huge kind of, kind of just financial d- diversion that now all of a sudden allows you to do some interesting kind of things with what you want to do with your money, start companies, invest kind of locally and things like that. So I think those are those are the big factors. And I would say I think from a community standpoint, we're not there, right? So I think there is an attractiveness to the fact that we have a long road to go. And you know, kudos to the people 20 years ago that got these kind of projects going that landed the EV, you know, the, the EV plan and the boom plan. I mean that's going to be amazing. But I think from an identity of a city and an identity of who we are. We're, we, we have to, I think we've got to find it again. And I think the entrepreneurial and the small businesses is a lot of times what helps establish who that is. And I kind of like being a part of that. And I think Launch gives us that opportunity.
1: Fantastic. To, to wrap our conversation up, I have one final question for you both. Uh, where do you think Launch Greensboro can have the biggest impact in our community that might be um, to Tara's point, help, helping celebrate those small businesses more, or to Todd's point, helping establish um, the city's or the community's brand identity. But at this point, what do you think Launch Greensboro can do to have a really great impact on beyond what we're already doing? I
2: <laughs> well, think you guys are doing a great job already. Um, going back to something Todd mentioned earlier is we can connect small businesses to grant opportunities and funding and all those things, but are we really helping them and guiding them understand when they get those contracts from a large entity? Are we helping them, guide them? Are we saying, okay, do you have funding to fulfill this order? Um, So I think that's one of the biggest impacts I've personally had, like being a part of different programs is not only the funding, but the actual like walkthrough. Um, A lot of the times, entrepreneurs, believe it or not, are embarrassed to say, I don't know. I don't understand this. I don't understand this contract you just sent me. And so having those resources where you're able to go back and say, hey, I don't understand this contract. Can someone walk through? Um, I don't understand this bid. Am I being lowball on this you know PO that I just uh, received, and should I be getting paid higher? Um, we heard those horror stories, and you're like, well, how could they have gotten like, how could they have taken this order? They don't, they didn't know that it was supposed to be bigger. Um, so really, just having different mentors, which we offer in um, different resources, which we do have, but really owning into those things is to let entrepreneurs know it is a safe haven. It is a safe place to be vulnerable. And there's a community that's willing to grow with you because we all didn't get here. And all of a sudden had like a bunch of knowledge. We've made mistakes and and lost a lot of money along the way. So really helping these entrepreneurs to navigate those challenges, I think is uh, the next step for us, for sure.
3: Yeah, and I, I, I think adding to that, I think there's a lot of good things happening. So I think, the, I think the programming is great. I think the demo day is a great kind of platform. I think the Capital Connects is a great platform. I think the reverse pitch that we've tried in the past, again, I, clearly I have a little bit of a pin in this idea of building this kind of better connection between larger businesses and the smaller business community. But that reverse pitch was a great platform. We just I think we just got to figure out a way to get the bigger companies more involved in it. But you know, have big companies come and and just say, listen, this is what we're not doing well, or this is where we're struggling, and then letting, you know, sort of entrepreneurial-minded individuals who kind of have a knack for being able to say, I can tackle that, right, and then using that as the baseline to create a concept of business or a product. I think I think it just it's it's all there. I think the other you know some of the other things is is really, how do we continue to draw even businesses. In. Sometimes we get a little too hung up on startup when reality there's a five or seven year old business that could benefit just as much as a startup just from being around a community of individuals like Tara said, learning how to say I don't know. And you know that there and then finally, like, you know, not to keep hammering on this kind of corporate commitment idea, but I think building the building the bridge between big and small in such a way that both sides benefit from it because I know after being five years in those bigger companies and even prior to that kind of seeing big companies, they they could benefit a lot from seeing how entrepreneurs operate. And I think, you know, it's one thing when you've got a team of a hundred people and you can get things done and great, but it's a lot, it's, it's just as impressive sometimes when you see three people get a product, you know, kind of launched and delivered and things like that. I think I think launch Greensboro can help be that conduit between those two kind of ends of the spectrum in terms of building up awareness and, and building up the community of, of, of small business and entrepreneurship, but kind of commerce in general across Greensboro. That's
1: great. So now that I have both of your feedback there, we're, I'm just going to turn around and reassign that
2: <laughs> those <laughs>
1: requests to you both. All right. Right. Because that's what the advisory board does. Help us execute on those big ideas. Yeah. Nice. Uh, <laughs> Does that sound good to everybody? Yes. Um, well, some ways that our listeners can get involved in launch Greensboro uh, include Capital Connects. So Capital Connects is taking place on April 13th, the day that this episode is dropping. So if you're not joining us tonight at Capital Connects at our pitch competition to see these 12 amazing growing companies pitch to a large audience of community and uh, members and investors. Please make sure to mark those dates for next year because it's something you don't wanna miss out on. But in the meantime, stay tuned for announcements on our winners and the results of that event. Then our next big event is coming up on May 23rd, which is Demo Day. So Demo Day is this great culmination event of our 14-week accelerator program, Launch Lab Growth. And you'll get to see the uh, companies that are currently going through that program pitch and present live to an audience at Elman Bain in downtown Greensboro, and more details to come on that opportunity. We also have a rolling application for all of our programs. So like Todd and Tara were mentioning, we're looking for entrepreneurs and startups, but we are also looking for those companies who are five, seven years in and need either a refresh or they hit that plateau and they would really benefit from a cohort model program that could help re-energize, you know, their businesses or help them tackle anything that they're, they're wrestling with in their businesses. So that rolling application is available at launchgreensboro.com. You can go there and learn more about those programs and apply. And last but not least, we have our mentorship program. So this is a fantastic element of Launch Greensboro where we match our entrepreneurs with volunteers in the business community who serve as mentors for them. We currently are looking for uh, a more diverse mentor pool and we're really seeking um, mentors in uh, different race backgrounds, industry backgrounds, gender backgrounds that reflect the amazing diversity of the companies and entrepreneurs who go through that program. Uh, so if you go to greensboro.org slash mentorship, you can learn more about mentoring, what that commitment looks like, and you can fill out our form and we will be in touch to, to meet with you and see what we can do as far as mentoring goes. Last but not least, I would like to, Plug following us on social media. We are on Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter, and Facebook. If you follow us there, you'll stay up to date on all that we're doing, our events, and what our entrepreneurs are doing. So please check us out. Thank you, Tara and Todd, so much for joining me today. It's been a really great conversation. And thank you both for all that you do on the advisory board. We couldn't do it without you.
3: <laughs> thank you.
1: Thank you for
2: having me.
0: Make sure to subscribe so you get new episodes delivered to your device each week. You can follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at GSO Chamber. See you next time.